0: I got a question. I have an answer, I hope. Two dogs stolen with an idling vehicle on Sunday night were returned to their owners last night after the Maplewood couple stormed social media and news outlets earlier in the day. Uh, The dogs are named Willow and Coda. And they're owned by uh, Hillary Volkman and Joe Nelson. You with me so Mm -hmm. far? Uh, Hillary Volkman, one of the owners, said Coda and Willow found their way home with help from a sister of the person who was believed to have perpetrated the crime. A sister of 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 the the fellow who was believed to have stolen the car. Uh, Maplewood police said they're still searching for the suspect as well as the vehicle. The vehicle theft and dog napping occurred after the dog owners went into a holiday station at English street and cope Avenue around 6:20 PM Sunday. They left their car idling and the keys in the ignition to keep coda and willow warm. While the owners were in the store, the suspect walked out of the station, noticed the vehicle running, got inside and took off. It's a 2013 black Ford fusion with Minnesota license plate number two DG three oh nine. Uh, all right. Here's leaving an unattended car running is illegal. Huh? Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I kind of found that out. Yep. Last year, the city reported a steep, steep increase in car thefts, many of which were left running and unattended. Here's my question: What does insurance do at this point? Uh, y- two two part question, <clears throat> I guess. If they never get the car back, okay. Can they make an insurance claim on what they did, which was illegal, or two, let's say they get the car back, but the moron who took it smashed Crash the front it. end can they do, what wh- where is your insurance kick in at this point? Now, I'm asking this because of a friend of a kid I used to have just had this happen to her. She went in a caribou or something and left her car running, and when she came out, the car was gone <laughs> I, I it's don't not th- funny, is it? It's not it funny. It is funny. It's uh I mean it's tragic. And but... in this case, how warm do you need your two dogs? You're running into it's not like you're going into a movie. You're going into the holiday station for a can of Pepsi right. and you're gonna be right out. Right. What are you what are you doing?
1: Uh yeah, that I, I don't We'll have to have a GL insurance agent call us. I've never lived In a society, I've never lived in an area where I was worried about my car being stolen when it's idling, whether it's for heat purposes or, oh, I'm going to run in and grab my notebook and come right back out. I've never, oh, you better turn your car off because somebody could steal it. Yeah, well, it just, uh, I think it's just
0: uh, built into me, my consciousness that I, I probably just wouldn't leave a car unattended running. I didn't know it was illegal, so I guess I'm, I'm ahead of the game there. Pat, go ahead, please. As long as you have comprehensive coverage on your vehicle, that
1: protects it against theft and vandalism.
0: Even if, you, even if you've committed the illegal act of, of, of going away from it while it's running.
1: Right? Right. If you've left it illegally?
0: No, no. It's illegal to leave a car unattended while it's running. Right. Well, does insurance overlook that? That I'm not sure, I guess. All right, thank you. In other words, we don't have an answer. The lines are... Jim has an answer. Jim?
2: No, I don't have an answer. I have another question. Okay. What about all the people that have the... um... Automatic car starters, Joe, they start the car from inside the house?
0: Yeah. I can't, can't help, help you I'm with there? that. Can't help you with that. I, I don't know the... Uh...
2: Chad? Hi, Joe. You'll get a chuckle out of this. Most insurance carriers or companies do not have an exclusion for stupidity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they would cover the theft of the car regardless of whether you left the keys in or didn't. There's all sorts of things they'll pay. You drive your car out in the lake and it falls through the lake. Most yep. companies are going to pay for it. Same yeah. deal. But uh, uh, Which is great, and I'm not
0: rooting for anyone to get shortchanged here, but you would seem to think the insurance companies could easily hide behind the fact that, look, we're not paying you. You committed a
2: crime. Um, let me give you an example. Everybody's supposed to wear seatbelts. Right. You, you get in an accident, you don't have your seatbelt on. Let's say the other car hits you but you didn't have your seat belt on. What's the law? You're supposed to have your seat belt on. Right. You still you're, they're still gonna pay.
0: Yeah, you're right. Thank you. All yeah, right. Thanks. Well, good for these people.
1: Huh? Ryan on uh, line 1. Ryan? Yes. Ryan? Hey, Joe. Hi. Uh,
2: the way my 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 insurance agent said that if you leave the keys in the car while it's running, yeah. The insurance will not won't will cover it. So, all right. But, oh, by, by the way, hey, Rookie, did you get that beer and cheese soup recipe I sent
1: you? I did. I haven't executed it yet, but I did uh, I did find it. All right, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Looks pretty good, too.
0: Well, see, now Now, inquisitive minds are wondering about the people who lost the dogs. Yeah. Why did both of them have to go in the holiday
1: store? <laughs> That's a good question. You know.
0: What 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 is sold at a holiday store, the normal tchotchke that's at S.A. or anyplace else? Candy bar and a bottled water and a newspaper.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah I and mean, a, a heat for
0: the rocket man. Maybe a tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Burrito, we, something like that. We
1: didn't really solve
0: anything, but. Let's
1: see what you know. we got here, Brian. That's
0: well, the last one. I'm not that interested. See if this guy has the answer. I'm kind of going with the guy who said your insurance company's going to pay for it a minute where's this piece uh this one is greg he and he has another version of the answer
1: yeah roll the dice
0: greg hey Joe. hi um
2: remote starters are legal um however if you've got your key in the ignition uh, law enforcement considers that open ignition right and if they see a vehicle running on the street If they look in the window, see the key in the ignition, you're going to get a ticket. If they don't see the key in the ignition, they assume that it's a remote start, which locks the steering wheel, and the car cannot be driven away.
0: And you will not get a ticket. Correct. Thank you.
1: All right. You have had this happen, do you? Uh, Yes, I was sighted. You had your car running with a kid sitting in it. The kid wanted to scrape the windows. When he was done scraping the windows, uh, he sat in the car. And he was 10 yards away from me as I was in the house putting my mittens on or my gloves on. Your mittens? Did you have your mittens clipped to your coat? Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't you lose them. There's a little clip on yeah. There? yeah, I've got that, and then the string that goes all the way through. All the way up to the... Yeah. yeah. But uh, So I was sighted by a uh, a um, an officer that was going, I think, too far in the St. Paul Police Department. I mean, didn't I'm, he know you? I'm not going to let it go. No, he was one of the traffic guys, and the oh. traffic guys are a different breed yeah. of Saint Paul police officer. Well, every, so. everything worked out. Yeah, I don't har. I I don't have any hard feelings. it cost you hundred and ten bucks, something like that? All right.
0: Tommy weighs in. Our guy Tommy. This will be the final Garage Logic word. He has thirty-five years of experience.
1: Yes, he does. I can verify that he's in the industry.
0: You ready? Yes. The insurance company will pay the claim. That's oh. the final word on that. All right, that's the final word. And they ain't the only ones paying. You ready for this? I was going to go have a brandy. No, it's too early. Oh. Got to call a press conference first. <laughs> Judge awards graffiti artist six point seven million. Whoa! After works were destroyed. Okay, you gotta, we got to open this one up. What do we got? I'm going to unpack it for you. Uh, New York, a judge awarded $6.7 money to graffiti artists who sued after dozens of spray paintings were destroyed on the walls of dilapidated warehouse buildings torn down to make room for high-rise luxury residences.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: U.S. District Judge Eric Block in Brooklyn said 45 of the 49 paintings were recognized works of art wrongfully and willfully destroyed by a remorseless landlord. Recognized by whom, I wonder? 21 arsenal. I'm sorry. 21 aerosol artists. That's what they're called now. Aerosol artists?
1: They're graffiti guys. No, no, no,
0: no, no, Matt. They're aerosol artists. Sued the owner of a Long Island City Queen site known as Five Points under the Visual Rights Act. A 1990 federal law that protects artists' rights even if someone else owns the physical artwork. Their graffiti was painted over in 2013 and the buildings were torn down a year later. Before they vanished, the graffiti artworks became a tourist attraction, drawing thousands of spectators daily and forming a backdrop to the 2013 movie Now You See Me and a site for an Usher tour. The
1: judge noted Huh. The first problem is they're calling them artists. That's where the that's where the first uh, leak in the dike was. The
0: ruling followed a three-week trial in November when Block said the respectful, articulate, and credible artists testified about striking technical and artistic mas- mastery and vision worthy of display in prominent museums, if not on the walls of Five Points. He noted one artist came from London. Another from rural West Virginia, while others were products of prestigious art schools. Some were self-taught. He said he was impressed with the breadth of the artist's works and how many works spoke to the social issues of our times. This is in New York City. Yeah. Jerry Wolkoff, who owned the buildings, had conceded he allowed the spray paint artist to use the buildings as a canvas for decades, but said they always knew they would be torn down someday. His lawyer, Dave Ebert, did not immediately respond. Uh, the artist had once hoped to buy the properties before their values soared to over $200 million. Tough to buy that on an on a aerosol artist's yeah, right. salary. right. Telling you, going down to the boat shop one of these days. <laughs> I'm not coming back upstairs. Not,
1: you're not gonna hear the the in the clunk, 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 clunk coming back upstairs. Uh all right. Wow. Jefferson City, Missouri. No. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now what? In, in the heart? Come on. No, no, no. Thank you for giving me a story, Jefferson City, Missouri, which I believe is the capital. Correct? Uh, of Missouri. Missouri? No, uh, is not Columbia the capital of Missouri? Oh, okay, maybe so. Yeah. Regardless, you are in the heart of America, and you are going to give me damn the, near in the middle of the country. You're going to give you? me the bounce back. This is the the force field that pushes back against. Uh, electronic trucks picking up recycling in the no alleyways, tall buildings around. Uh, and and the statue of, or the uh, Statue of Liberty can be painted on helmets of Olympic players. You're gonna you're gonna give me some pushback here, aren't you? Mm-mm. In the heart of America. Mm-mm. You're gonna break my heart oh, of me. America. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> careful. <Mm-mm. laughs> At least you can talk.
0: Mm-mm. 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 Missouri lawmakers are considering whether to mark an official. Day to celebrate sliced
1: bread. Mm -hmm. That's what I say off Mm -hmm. the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are we celebrating sliced bread with an official day? I'm going to tell you. Thank you. A bill pending in the state house
0: would designate July 7 as Missouri sliced bread day. Oh my gosh. Supporters of the bill say it's needed to promote tourism in the northern Missouri city of Chillicothe, where the first commercially sliced bread was sold. To promote tourism? On, on July. I'll get there, man. Just settle now. Yeah. Playing,
1: what, the, playing the part of the drama-filled reverse. No, you really, yeah, you really driving me what crazy. What? With bread? Oh, my God. What about the kids?
0: <laughs> uh... Uh, can I start now? I have to start. Yeah, over. no,
1: you okay? So you got to the part where I got sliced it. bread I got promoting it. tourism. I got it. What's well, food? Okay, based. okay, okay. Got
0: Supporters of the bill say it's needed to promote tourism in the northern Missouri city of Chillicothe, where the first commercially sliced bread was sold on July 7, 1928. The city of roughly ninety five hundred people touts its carb filled history and holds a sliced bread jam. Blues Festival every year <laughs> as part of the celebration. Okay. The bill is up for a final vote in the House, which should come in the next week. If approved, uh, the measure would still need to pass the Senate. I um... Okay, I don't think, it, it isn't so much that this is going to cost Missouri taxpayers any money or not much money, if any. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is what's, ha- this is who we're electing. This is the this is what they're worried about this is what what now I could see I think I can see I could see maybe a state legislature uh, uh turning an alert ear uh, to the pleas of a town that had the world's largest what
1: ball of twine <laughs> corn Palace
0: no, I mean, something worthy of tourism, but for some reason they can't get any traction and, and they can't get people to see this marvelous attraction. Let's just say it was the world's largest hole
1: in the ground. Okay, got it. You know, Meteor yeah. Crater. Uh, meteor Crater, yeah. Meteor You'd Crater. You'd want people to come and see that.
0: By the way, you you know what, you know what? did I ever tell you this? I mm-hmm. saw the Meteor Crater. I told you that story. You never told me this. Oh, yeah. I told you I saw the no, Meteor Crater. No,
1: whatever you're about to tell
0: me. Well... Uh, in all my life, and, and we're a country of great uh, innovation, would you agree? Yes. Great manufacturing, yes. great inventions and entrepreneurship. Yes. And we've solved problems. Yeah. I have never in my life viewed anything successfully through a coin-operated telescope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone, you I know mean, those big ones that are always featured in the movies on the yeah. on the on the banks of Seattle or yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the Sound. Everyone has been a miserable letdown,
0: and, and I'm reminded of this by the large hole in the ground, meteor crater outside uh, Winslow, Arizona. Yep. What, a, a, fine what a fine sight to see, girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford slowing down to take a look at oh, me. We know the story behind that. Okay, so the meteor crater, they got the big. You put the quarter in and. And you just you can look better at the, the lens hole. opens up and you can see it. Nothing, crummy. It's like trying to see Bigfoot. <laughs> it's
1: blurry because they're. They're so—they're they're shot. They, none of them have ever been any good. <laughs> They've never, ever, with the original lens. That's probably has has cracked and has slipped Sun in between the uh, and... the housing. Right, so it's just basically you're looking between. And glass. they're as big as howitzers. You got to yeah. move them around. You put the quarter in and you aim Get it. Get
0: the at kids the... out of the way. Look yeah. out! I'm turning this thing, <laughs> and 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 nothing happens.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what. I, I... The, they're but failures. But I know you. I know you. And I know that you expect. I want my money back. Well, no, you expect to put the coin in, and, and
0: I expect clarity,
1: and you expect revelation. Um, <laughs> you you expect <laughs> to see like the the original crack Absolutely. as it as it's going left and right and left and right, or got maybe it. um or small fragments of the meteor that no one else has noticed. Yes, but now I got this yes, trained um, on them. Small smoke, uh, pillowing up from that you could not see with the naked eye. Ah. which is what they should do, they should have a computer-enhanced one. By the way, let's say you're on a road trip with the family. That is so what you want to see, that nobody has seen before. Right. You're zeroing I in on the see. new crack. By the way,
0: y- you're on a road trip with the family. You're in the family truckster.
1: Uh, we went to Sa- South Dakota. Is
0: anybody in the car going to say, you want to swing through Chillicothe because it's sliced bread days? Would that be... Is that enough uh, to attract a tourist? I
1: think I got five out of six on a no in my family. I'm going to get a no on that. Yeah, you are yeah. not. You know what? No. Yeah, it's like stopping at Wall Drug.
0: The hell? Point? I'd stop at Wall Drug before I went to a sliced bread day. We'll be back. In, we'll be back in just a
2: moment. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number Eight.
3: Yeah, John right? Thanks, Joe. Sunny and 29 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show. Thursday nights here on 1500 ESPN. Lots of action locally tonight. The Wolves are playing Houston at the Target Center. The Wild play the New York Rangers at the Excel Energy Center. And the Gophers are at home against Michigan State. Uh, Down south, down in Florida, today's the day. Twins pitchers and catchers officially uh, report. Everyone won't get together, though, until tomorrow. And manager Paul Molitor speaks to those on hand. And after that, the first official workout of the 2018 season. The Twins will open their season March 29th in Baltimore.
1: Do we have um, Do we have expectations early on? I know it's way too early, but we expect a fairly decent year, don't we? I year? think so, but they need
3: to uh, get some starting pitching before.
1: And that was the same wins. problem last year. Yeah, a couple of pleasant surprises, they've, but that basically was it.
3: They've shored up the bullpen, but now they need to shore up the starting. Got pitch it. And here.
1: we're minus. Perky this year, that's too
3: bad. Mine is Perky and, of course, Santana out until May, but uh, still some free agents out there, Got it. so they'll probably get one of those. Justin Morneau is joining the Fox Sports North team for the upcoming Twin season. Fox Sports North making that announcement today. He'll work as an analyst for the Twins. Uh, we don't know exactly what he'll be doing, but he'll make an appearance tonight during the first intermission of the Wilds telecast on Fox Sports North to talk more about what his role will Who be. Will? Who will? Justin Morneau. Oh, I see. He doesn't know. Is he going to yell, let's play hockey? No. Well, I, maybe he is. Perhaps he is. He's a hockey player. That I don't He was know. a hockey player he as a yeah. Yeah. He
1: was banned from playing hockey while he was under contract
3: with the Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That first intermission, he'll talk. A
0: lot of good it Did him. Somebody bumped him in the head with their knee, and he got a concussion. Yeah.
3: News notes from today. Minnesota motor vehicle officials think they've fixed the statewide <laughs> computer problem that prevented drivers from renewing their licenses. Hmm. Minnesota IT services think they solved the issue last night. Department of Pub- uh, we don't know that. <laughs> Department of Public Safety spokesman Bruce Gordon said the issue was related to software connecting the state's legacy computer system to a national database. It's the latest problem in a series of information technology setbacks for the state's license offices. The state introducing a ninety-three million dollar database called MintLARS in July, keep track of vehicle registrations, but the program has had a series of technical problems. Many DMVs have had to delay processing titles, tab renewals, and transferring vanity license plates. And Governor Mark Dayton's office says fixing the system may require an additional $43 million bucks.
1: Are you all caught up on your titles? I think so.
3: Okay. A South St. Paul woman accused of tying her grandnephew and his brother to a pole in her basement, physically and verbally abusing them and withholding food from them, has been charged. According to a criminal complaint, 53-year-old Floor Estela Gallegos has been charged with false imprisonment of a child. That's a felony. And malicious punishment of a child, a gross misdemeanor. South St. Paul Police Department said they first received a report that an 11-year-old boy went without eating for a weekend. The boy's school had filed past reports about the boy being hungry and wanting more food, according to the complaint. Authorities asked the boy about the report. He denied telling anyone he wasn't being fed at home. But upon further investigation, officers learned the boy was in the care of his grand-aunt. To find, uh, what the ident- hell is
0: a grand-aunt? I don't
3: follow be, the lineage uh, It's the or, mother.
1: No. It's the sister of the grandmother. Right. The sister of the grandmother. Yep. So it would be a great-aunt.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was, She was identified as Gallegos, and uh, she was uh, also the grand-uncle also in on taking care of the kids. A staff school member contacted the police department to report the boy, then 13, had undergone physical abuse. According to the staff member, the boy's older brother had reported that Gallegos had assaulted the boy. Brother told the staff member Gallegos had hit the boy several times in the face because he had gotten into trouble at school. Is there any mention of a mother in this story? None whatsoever. South St.
1: Paul is is small enough to know uh, who, what, when, where, and why. I wonder where... What school they were at. I don't know. Yeah, or what part know. of South St. Paul. An if I saw the kid walking around, I'd say, hey, here's a bag of chips or an apple or a banana. An, okay. en- an
3: envelope with suspicious... Did I go b- Reavers
1: on you there? Yep. You yep of, sorry. Yep, I did. Of, yeah. I
3: apologize. <laughs> An envelope with suspicious powder, the one sent to President Donald Trump's uh, son yesterday, included a threatening note, according, according to senior law enforcement officials. The note read, you are an awful, awful person. I'm surprised that your father lets you speak on TV. It wrapped up with, you are the family idiot. Eric looks smart. This is the reason why people hate you. You has got that kind of uh, time? You are getting what you deserve, so shut the bleep up. Ooh. Trump Jr.'s wife, Vanessa Trump, and two other people were taken to a New York hospital as a precaution. She's a looker, by the way. Yeah. those
0: uh, Trumpers land on their feet, don't they? Which
1: one is that, Eric?
3: No, Donald Jr. Donald Donald Jr. Jr. Uh, New York police said the white powder in the envelope was deemed to be non-hazardous and was taken to a lab for more testing. It appeared to contain cornstarch, according to a senior law enforcement official. Meanwhile, Washington police and fire officials today removed a white powdery substance sent to the office building where former President Obama leases space. The material, though, found to be harmless. The local Fox affiliate said the incident was reported in the early afternoon at a building that houses the headquarters of the nonprofit World Wildlife Fund. And where Obama has leased office space not known if he was in the office at the time, substance turned out to be baby powder, according to the Washington Examiner. Tens of thousands of revelers on hand in New Orleans in the streets for parades and fun as Mardi Gras caps the carnival season in the city with the celebration of its own. It's three hundredth anniversary. Is it Mardi Gras tonight? Fat Tuesday. It's Fat Tuesday, man. Fat Tuesday? Oh, yep. Gosh. Uh the three hundredth anniversary. What are you do for Lent?
0: <laughs> That's your
1: problem. Yeah. The third three hundredth
0: anniversary. I'm gonna
3: give up candy. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna choose to
1: do uh some extra things this year, you know, be extra nice or be uh you know, instead of <laughs> yeah. giving up stuff, yeah. you can do go the extra mile. I'm going to go the extra mile and try not to um upset the mayor. That would I would that please that.
3: the Lord. Yeah. I don't think no, I don't one. think you have much of a shot though, yeah. to make it Yeah, you got to remember that, you
1: have that. to be realistic
3: in your exactly. in your yeah. expectations. Uh the anniversary, 300th anniversary of the Louisiana Board City features prominently in the fat Tuesday festivities today. Rex, New Orleans' oldest parading carnival group, is celebrating the tricentennial with 21 of its 28 floats commemorating its history from those who lived in the area before Europeans settled it in 1718 all the way to the Battle of New Orleans in 1815. Families are jamming the sidewalks and camping out in the medians to watch with small children perched on the wooden seats atop ladders near the front. Hmm. Uh, This would make it rough during holiday dinners, the parents of Republican U.S. Senate candidate Kevin Nicholson have donated the maximum amount to the campaign of their son's Democratic rival, Senator hey. Terry Baldwin.
1: Ho, 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 ho. What
0: state is this?
3: Uh, this is in, oh goodness,
0: The Where great state of.
3: The yeah. great state the of. Reporting isn't what it used to be. Well, that's it? my fault, though. I, I, I think I it certainly is, certainly should have it. included that. Yeah. They can't yeah. blame anybody else for that. Look it up right now, Rook. Uh, it's uh, The name is Kevin Nicholson, Rook. The parents, uh, Nicholson's a Marine Corps veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan is in primary battle against Republican state Senator Leah Vukmir with the winter advancing to take on Baldwin in the fall. Federal records show that Nicholson's parents, Michael and Donna Nicholson, both gave twenty seven hundred dollars in December to Baldwin. Nicholson is a former Democrat, but his parents have a long history of donating to Democratic candidates. Nicholson said in a statement, my parents have a different worldview than I do. It's not surprising they support a candidate like Tammy Baldwin, who shares their perspective. Nicholson says he's a conservative by choice, not because I was born one. He's running as a fiscal conservative who promises to rein in spending and calls the government's debt and deficit immoral on his campaign website. Did he win? Website. Uh, it's, uh, the, it's an ongoing Yes, uh, <clears throat> and it is
1: in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin. 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 Uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is quoted but I do not have a specific uh, town or county. It's, yeah, it's uh... that's unbelievable. That would make for a tough Easter, huh? Yeah, he doesn't sound angry though. He just said his parents maybe have it's a kind different of outlook and maybe it's kind of fun. Well, huh? he he grew to be wiser, and his parents did. That's, that's all. Uh, Why right. don't we? Get they there. just didn't have their uh, they didn't have their awakening yet. Right. Did they? <laughs> Let's have the weather. Got it. Sports Talk.
0: That changed Sports Talk. Fifteen hundred ESPN.
1: You cannot stop him. He just made a move. move. Joe Soussure. Dave Doll's forecasts right. in Garage move. Logic brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. I'm a
2: Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're uh, 29 right now. We should kiss 30 before the afternoon cools down. Partly cloudy skies tonight down to 18 southwest winds at around 5 to 15. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and warmer up to 40. South winds at 5 to 10. Nice little meltdown tomorrow. And then mild tomorrow night, 25. Thursday, a little bit colder. Temperatures up to about 28, but some light snow developing late, and that'll continue through the evening on Thursday. Some accumulation is likely. It does look like it could be enough to slow down the afternoon commute uh, with maybe up to an inch or so. So some uh, minor accumulations, I think, expected Thursday evening. Friday, just partly cloudy and colder. 20 for the high then. 34 on Saturday, part cloudy skies. Sunday turns foggy, drizzly, and light snow developing, 35 for the high. But then that light snow and drizzle becomes all snow Sunday night, Monday, and into Tuesday. And right now, it does look like it could be significant accumulations over parts of southern Minnesota, Monday into Tuesday. We'll watch that and track it for you as it gets a little bit closer. But it does turn a lot colder on Tuesday with those periods of snow, 18 for the high then. So the snow's going to stick around early next week. 29 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. Feb 13. Has been as warm as 51. 51. Way back in 1890. 1890. And then 23 below. 23 below. In
0: 1905. In 1905. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. We got a time traveler.
1: Oh, yeah. What was this now? What uh, from?
0: Well, from 2030. His name is Noah. And he uh, made predictions and
1: passed a, a polygraph test to uh Okay. To so prove. somebody challenged him and said, oh, yeah, okay, right, I got you. Take he said test.
0: humans will arrive on Mars in 2028. 20, All right. Okay. And time, that's that's only what, 20 years from now? 10. No, let's
1: see. Let's go 10. Yeah. I'm calling 10, yeah. <laughs> that little trade school you went to in Maplewood. No, uh, I didn't. We didn't have math, did we? Not really. We, we didn't need it.
0: He said humans will arrive on Mars in 2028 and time travel will will become common. Uh, He says he's from the future. He's passed a lie detector test after claiming Donald Trump will be reelected and artificial intelligence will take over. Well, those are pretty two safe claims. Artificial intelligence probably is going to take over. It was alluded to earlier in the show. Correct. In a startling video, the man whose face and voice have been distorted to hide his identity claims he has risked his life to travel back in time. He's risked his life to travel back in time. Well, he has a mission, though. He said he has a mission. Okay. He said he has to tell those of us who are alive now what the world has in store. See? Are you giving out any, uh, any tips on who won the Super Bowl or... Among his predictions is the claim that Google Glass-style robotics will eventually take over the Earth. Technology will also have developed to the point where it will be able to independently run a home. Bitcoin will be increasingly popular, but pennies and cents will still be in use. Mm -hmm. In 2030, the U.S. president is a mysterious figure called Ilana Remicki. That's only 12 years from now. Twenty thirty.
1: Do we run a search for Ilana Remicki?
0: No. He also suggests global warming has caused temperatures in North America to increase while Europe has cooled. Humans will reach Mars in 2028. He states that electric cars will be able to travis- travel as fast as diesel and petrol cars. Hmm. Uh, in a previous interview with Paranormal Elite, Noah said he had anorexia and is, in fact, 50 years old, but that he had taken an age rejuvenation drug, which had transformed him into a 25-year-old. See? Okay. Cut in
1: half, yeah, huh? Yeah, right. Cut your age in half. His
0: claims have, attra- have attracted skepticism. I can't imagine they'd attract skepticism. Can
1: you? Yeah, I can't imagine.
0: Uh In response to that, he agreed to take a lie detector test on camera. Well, give me what you got. Let's go. In the footage, the would-be Oracle is seen sitting on a chair with what appears to be a polygraph lie detector wrapped around his bicep. He is asked to predict some of the future's major events and confirm he really is who he says he is. The interview begins, and Noah is asked a simple question. Are you an actual time traveler from the year 2030? He responds with a yes, and true appears in large green letters superimposed on the video. However, the results on the machine are not shown. I'm seeing those large mm. state fair personality computers from a few years ago, <laughs>
1: Yes.
0: He, they were giant.
1: right? And I'm seeing that the graphics for the uh, the green the true yeah it, they're kind of they're off. They're not really <laughs> they're not uh, polished. Noah then claims
0: he has hard evidence to back up his predictions, but isn't sure what he can say. Uh, about that yeah. because it might cause a paradox. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what a paradox is. Once again, the word true appears. He then it begins then he he then begins to list events he says will happen in the next 12 years including the re-election of Trump and the rise of AI. Again, the interviewer asks if he is telling the truth and again the machine goes true. Yeah. <laughs> but so-called Noah has received criticism who claimed the test was rigged. All Apex TV does is flash an answer on the screen with a ding noise. That doesn't truly validate the lie detector, wrote one critic. You can see Noah fidgeting around with the monitor strapped around his fingers, and I myself know from firsthand experience that when you take a lie detector test, you are supposed to sit back and remain completely still. Another said you need to show the name of the lie detector and go through the stages of setting up the test. 2030 is not that far off, so what was the name of the president he gave? They should be very much alive right now.
1: Iliadia.
0: Well, that's a good That's a good point.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. This person would be, well, right, they would have to be 23. Look it up. Because you have to be 35 to be president. Look, at, look it up, the guy's name. How do you say name? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to the, find. The Eastern Bloc? What is this? Uh, Iliad? Oh,
0: I, or no. L, no. I think it's I-L-A-N-A. Mean, I- L- Remike, R-E-M-I-K-E-E.
1: Is there such a? No, it just says all the time traveler stuff. Oh. Everything comes up time traveler, wow. so there doesn't look like there's a, a person. Well, okay.
0: Uh, lie detector tests do not say if things are objectively true, only that the person who was making the claim believes that they are true. Well, it was fun while it lasted, huh? Right. It's not that far away. Trump's going to win. Artificial intelligence is going to take over. And Elana Remeki will be president. This is what we say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's Russian or not. And then I saw another video of Sasquatch blur- taken uh, in the Canadian wilderness. What do you
1: got? Crystal clear this time. We found Sasquatch Bigfoot. Jeff Moldrum, or whatever his name Meldrum. is. Meldrum. Meldrum. Can finally uh, uh, be at peace. Blurry. Damn it! And,
0: and in fact, this person didn't even get get Sas to come out of the woods. All you see is he's kind of in the trees there. Oh, see that's I, I, again blurry. I went with the time traveler.
1: Why right. even? Uh, why even run with a photo uh, unless you have a photo of Bigfoot? Because that is what are these
0: clear. news platforms after?
1: Sensational news. Clicks. 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 So all we have to do is we found Bigfoot on GarageLogic.com. Yeah, oh. and then you, you all get, right, I'll put that up. You get the clip when Reavers comes back. We'll post that.
3: Wakes up in the morning,
0: it takes time to Frequent emailer uh, Terry writes: The uh, time traveler also revealed that Joe Souchere will still be the host of Garage Logic in 2058. It will run from 1 to 115.
1: <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 2058? That's now, you, how many hey, years got from you. now? We got you. Would there. that
0: be 32?
1: I just need you to get the kid through high school, not to college. I can't. I, yeah, I, you're I, uh, you're going to be there. I'm going down to the boat shop, and I might never... I'll find you. Never came back. Th- came
0: th- came back up. Is Pat
1: going to join us? Pat is uh, ready to roll. He's having a little bit of computer trouble. I heard off the air. Which really? I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad it's off the air. Was but... he, Was he talking to himself? Uh, no, I think he was in prayer. Uh-huh. He was deep in prayer. F- Fifteen hundred. <laughs> Very deep. I think he's coming out of the ESPN prayer coma.
0: ESPN is KSTP, Saint Paul, Minneapolis. Two niner. I'm going to call it thirty. Okay. Wouldn't it?